Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM920. Atlanta's on the answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. Do you need to get a survey when you buy a home? How to make sure you don't even miss one small detail. Not one small detail when you're looking to buy a new construction home in Metro Atlanta. But we want to connect with you. We want to communicate with you. We want to be friends. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments, push back. You know, like something I've said, share ideas. You can also request your neighborhood be featured in our Neighborhood Spotlight segment, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love, absolutely love for you to be a podcast subscriber. Let's talk about surveys. Do we need to get a survey on the home we're purchasing? This is from Lanny and Marietta, and the answer to that is... You don't have to. You probably should want to. Those of you who bought homes back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you probably remember that getting a survey was something that you had to do. And the reason you had to get a survey was because the title insurance company required you get a survey because the title insurance company wanted to know whether there there were any encroachments or lot line issues or something like that because they didn't want to be on the hook for something that you did not disclose to them they changed the type of title policies, and from a standard title policy, they created an enhanced title policy, which provided you did not know about any issues when you bought the home would ensure your boundary lines and lot lines and things like that, even if there was a problem before you closed. So lenders, I haven't heard of a lender requiring a survey in years and years and years, but <clears throat> I always want to get a survey. And let me give you the reasons why I think you need to have a survey. Number one, possible encroachments on your potential property can become bigger issues down the road. For example, a neighbor's fence wall or even someone else's building could be on your property. How would you like to buy a piece of property and realize that your neighbor's driveway was poured across your lot line by the street? Number two, a property corner pin could be missing. This would be an issue if you ever plan on putting up a fence. You will need to know exactly where your property line is located. And if you don't, you could possibly build on your neighbor's property and end up with the financial burden of having to remove and rebuild the fence in the correct location. So there are these steel pins that are driven down into the ground in the corners of the property. Sometimes they're marked with a little of that reflective tape or that construction tape and makes it easier for you to find. That's item number two. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. And we're answering the question for Lanny and Marietta, do we need to get a survey on a home we're purchasing? And I have said the answer is no, but then I said the answer is yes. And I know that's confusing. Your lender is going to say, no, you don't need it. Cleve is saying you probably do. Because if you're going to buy something, you'd like to know exactly where it is. Reason number three is possible property line or property corner disputes. A survey can reveal if there are any property line encroachments with another property. Item four, a land survey will protect your investment. A survey can reveal the exact property dimension, size, and location of the home on the property, as well as any other improvements on the land, such as a driveway that may be crossing a property line. Then the last reason is some property owners plan on dividing their property to give to a family member or to potentially sell for a profit. A land survey would let you know as the owner of land you were going to subdivide what regulations or zoning may affect your plans. Many counties and cities place 
significant restrictions on dividing property. A local land surveyor will know these regulations and can guide you through the process. Some land surveyors can even represent you in county or city planning meetings to help you save time and money. So you do not have to get a survey. It is not required by a lender, but Cleve says you probably should get a survey because you should know exactly what you're buying and you should know whether or not there are any issues with neighbors currently. We've got another listener question, and if you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I'm having a little bit of a coughing day today, and I have a, seem to have had a coughing fit every other segment on today's show and last week's show, and hopefully this is going to go away. We've got a question from Alice in Conyers, and Alice wants to know, if I have some type of list or checklist or guidance to help her make the best decisions and, more importantly, ask all the right questions when it comes to buying a new construction home, And Alice, it is your lucky day. Yes, we actually have that. As part of the way we represent home buyers who are purchasing homes in Metro Atlanta, we offer what's called the Sure Home Buying System. It is a system offered exclusively through Gaddis Group at Remax Center here in Metro Atlanta. Nobody else offers this service. And it is a 71-step process to make sure you know everything you need to know or you should know before you make any decisions. And when you are preparing to negotiate to buy a new construction home, there are a ton of questions you need to ask. Now, if you want this list, this is reprinted from the Real to Red book, which is a book that guides real estate professionals on how to help consumers make the best decisions. It is the Best example, in my opinion, of how to use the Georgia Association of Realtors contract to your advantage or to make sure that you know everything you need to know. And it breaks down the information you need to know into one, two, three, four, five categories. Number one, what is your familiarity with the builder? Number two, what's your understanding of the property and house to be built? Number three, What is your understanding and familiarity with the neighborhood? Number four, making the offer. And number five are special conditions. And I would like to take a few minutes and cover these. If you would like to get a copy of this complete buyer's offer checklist to purchase a pre-sale new construction home, so this is when you're purchasing it before it starts to come up out of the ground, you can go to GoGaddis.com. Radio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can click on contact contact us and say, send me a copy of that list, Cleve, and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. You could also call us at 770-497-0000. I'm going to give you two or three questions from each one of these sections. The in the familiarity with the builder section. Have I checked out references on other homes? preferably in the same subdivision that were constructed by the builder. Have all builder promises been incorporated into the contract, including promises regarding the completion of common area recreational amenities? Very important. Say they're going to build a swimming pool and tennis court, be ashamed to buy a house and close on it, and then have the builder change his or her mind. Have you independently confirmed builder and listing broker representations? And have you reviewed any warranty which might be given on the property? In terms of being familiar with the property and the house to be built, have I reviewed and incorporated into the contract a survey of the property? We just talked about this 
in our last segment, and I believe that you should have a survey. Have I confirmed whether any part of the property is in a floodplain? Would you like to buy a property and then realize you have to have flood insurance? Have I reviewed the seller's property disclosure statement and attached it to my offer? In many cases, there isn't one with new construction. Have I incorporated specific plans and specifications on how the house will be constructed? You need to make sure you are crystal clear. Section number three is your familiarity with the neighborhood. I'm not given all of the questions. I'm just trying to make sure you understand enough so that you can protect your interest as you move forward purchasing a new construction presale home. Number one, have I confirmed the school district and political jurisdiction in which the property is located? Have I acquainted myself with the neighborhood both physically and by examining available multiple and government records to see if there are any objectionable land uses or other problems such as crime, proposed road widening, or rezoning. Have I reviewed any subdivision covenants which might apply to the property I am offering to buy? On last week's show, we talked about covenants, <clears throat> covenants, conditions, and restrictions. Subject is coming up again. Have I investigated the status of any homeowner associations of which I will be required to be a member, including the amount of any assessments and any current delinquencies? When you're making the offer, here are a few good things to ask. Have I included a reasonable time limit in my offer? Have I attached all exhibits ref referenced in my offer? Have I read the contract in its entirety, and does it contain the offer I want to make? Are there any provisions in the contract which should be deleted? Have I filled out, deleted, or marked not applicable in all blanks of the offer? Don't leave a blank blank. <clears throat> have all handwritten insertions and changes to the contract been initialed and time dated by all buyers and sellers special conditions if having the house is completed having the house completed by a specific date is important to me have i included this requirement in the contract have i confirmed who will be holding the earnest money if the earnest money is not being held by a broker will it be kept in a designated trust account or will it be in the builder's operating account which means it could be lost have I confirmed what monies I'm giving to the builder are non-refundable? Can I use unspent construction allowances for other purposes? This is an amazing list, and I hope that you are getting some good information out of this. This question was from Alice in Conyers. She's buying a new construction home, wants to know what she needs to be aware of. So we're covering a list. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and we are answering a listener question from Allison Conyers. She says we're buying a home and want to make sure we don't have, won't miss any items in terms of contracting for the house. Do you have any guidance? I've got a few more questions. Have I allowed myself enough time to apply for financing, inspect the property, and close on the property? If I have another house or property to sell, have I included this condition in my contract? We've got a list of these questions and more. All you got to do is reach out to us. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorehand. It's a full-service law firm with 21 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings and can be reached by calling 770-497-0000. In our next segment, what's going on with the millions of loans and forbearance? Understanding best practices when getting to know housing inventory in different areas of Metro Atlanta and is a home warranty even worthwhile? Stick with us. We'll cover these topics and more in our next segment. We'll be back.